This is Jezology. It's a real science, honestly. Not just a podcast of me talking about me. Or, or maybe it is. It's Jezology. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of series 1 of Jezology. My name is Jeremy Johnson and I am amongst other things a singer-songwriter, sporadic adventurer, travel writer and former professional geoscientist. This first series of Jezology is a collection of some of my favourite travel and adventure stories that I have experienced and written about. There will be a written version of all the stories that I will post on my website at jeremyjohnson.co.uk. Much of the music I write as a singer-songwriter comes directly from the things I've seen, experienced and learned on my travels, and for me, both writing and music offer different but complementary ways to express and consider these life lessons. There are six biographical stories from adventures I've had in this first series of Jezology, and they will be accompanied in each episode by a short introduction to explain a little more about the context and timing. Thanks very much for tuning in to listen to this podcast. I hope giving these stories a listen gives you as much pleasure as it did for me experiencing and writing about them. If you like what you hear, do check out my writing and music at jeremyjohnson.co.uk where you'll find tour dates, merchandise and links to all my creative spaces. My name is Jeremy Johnson and this is episode 6 of series 1 of Jezology entitled Double Decker Busk. It was spring 2018 and I'd finally decided to commit my full attention to becoming a musician. I'd bought a van, converted it into a mini home come tour bus and set off in late May to kickstart my music career on the road, busking around the surf resorts of Europe. I would drive from the UK to Lisbon and back. This episode is a collection of busking stories from that foundational road trip. I can feel the afternoon sun's temper on the back of my legs. I'm pleased I remember to bring a cap, although prospectively wearing it backwards has only rescued parts of my neck. A cool sea breeze is doing its best to soothe my skin from the intensity of this August day in the southwest of France. I take it as a pagan sign of acceptance for my offering of music, being that I'm currently 150 metres out to sea, stood, busking, on Roche de la Vierge in the resort town of Biarritz. I'm also being watched over by a statue of the Virgin Mary, after whom this pier-come-viewpoint is named. But I figure the more gods I have on my side, the less likely this glorious summer day will shift on me like these coastal spots are prone to. A steady flow of international tourists meanders onto the viewpoint, pausing for a few minutes to breathe in the views and the sea air. From a busking perspective, this is about as perfect a spot as they come. Not only is it a beautiful surrounding to indulge my favourite pastime and top up my t-shirt tan, but capturing people's attention while they're loitering is so much more effective than standing playing songs on a busy high street to a passing crowd. Add to that the impossibility of irritating shopkeepers and we're on to a winner. The tourists of Biarritz this day have been generous both with their time and their pocket change. Some have even spent a considerable part of their afternoon with me. I think of all the people I share a musical moment with to then simply drift away into their individual lives. I wonder whether that moment stays with them or becomes lost in an intricate fabric of generic emotive memory. 
It's impossible not to get romantic about. I think it's one of the things I love most about playing on the street. Browsing the creased song list at my feet, I decide I'll play one of my own songs to the sea and tune my guitar accordingly. I begin finger-picking the intro, and something out of the ordinary catches my attention on the opposite side of the viewpoint. A young woman begins to move, slowly at first, feeling her way across the barriers of her insecurity. Our eyes meet, and I offer her a smile that seems to ease her elegance into an assured, modern ballet flow. I begin to play, and she begins to dance. My attention, usually pulled in so many directions during busking, is fixed on her. Everyone disappears, and the hum of tourist chatter is replaced by the soft whispers of ocean air. A serene, unexpected moment of artistic purity and connection overwhelms me. I offering her the dance floor, she offering me the stage. For the briefest of moments, I am in love with life. My song softly comes to an end, and with it her movement. She pauses, smiles, thanks me with her eyes, picks up her bag, and walks off. I walk the cobbled streets alongside all manner of hikers. Some groups of sweaty, exhausted tourists, clearly unused to activity in the Spanish summer heat. Some individuals looking clean, fit and capable, and some older, slower, more deliberate travellers. But all with the mixed look of relief, contentment and excitement. I wonder where each started their pilgrimage and what inspired their voyage to this destination, the Catholic city of Santiago de Compostela in northwest Spain. Everyone has their own journey, some of grand adventure, some of religious obligation, but all interesting and unique in their own way. I have ended up in this city for my own reasons, but none of them are holy, as I am reminded by the busking speaker I am carrying, which is beginning to dig into my fingers. Santiago is pretty much the only decent-sized city in this area of Spain, sat roughly along my coastal route down to Lisbon, and being that it has an interesting context as an effective Catholic mecca, it seemed a logical place to explore musically. The old town is beautiful and bustling, as expected in this tourist hub. As I navigate round the skinny, cobbled streets, I begin to notice busker after busker, populating every square, nook and cranny of this ancient hilltop citadel. My initial relief to know that busking is acceptable here is getting eroded by my suspicion that I'm not going to find anywhere to set up. I wobble down to a large, open square full of people, Tourists, hikers, hawkers and officials, all milling around. It dawns on me this must be the end point of the Catholic pilgrimage, as an elegant Gothic cathedral looms up in front of us all. Lots of people sitting around on their backpacks, but no buskers. Perhaps this is my opportunity, albeit my ignorance is being tempered by a moderate amount of suspicion. I set up my gear and begin tuning my guitar when I'm approached by a short, rather rotund, balding caricature of a police officer who looks at me rather like a teacher addressing a misbehaving student. Licencia! He barks. Autopilot dumb tourist Jeremy kicks in and I smile a gormless smile as I attempt to apologise for my lack of Spanish. In Spanish. Much poorer than my actual level of Spanish. Licencia! He barks once more, this time scribbling furiously with his hands as if I'm deaf and stupid. My plan seems to be working.
Ah, scusi, I offer in Italian, touching my heart apologetically while channeling my inner Shakespearean actor. Now licencia, I follow in mongrel Portuguese. The police officer and I dance this dance for a considerable amount of time, to the point where I become concerned that my eyebrows may remain fixed forever in a position of apologetic surprise, until it becomes clear to me that I'm not going to get hammered for lacking a busking licence, and that unfortunately for me, the licence office is closed today, and I'm going to have to leave. This explanation has taken three times as long as it could have done, whilst I've kept up the guise of chronic stupidity. But I'm pleased that we've parted ways more through the police officer's frustration and boredom than through a resolution of a fine or a telling off. I pack up, wander on, a little downtrodden at first, but no sooner am I lamenting the waste of time it's been than I'm buoyed by a sense of resolute hope. No, I exclaim internally, the show must go on. It's a big town. I can just repeat the same charade to the next officer who questions my credentials. With renewed enthusiasm, I wander the skinny streets of the tear-dropped old town until I find a calm corner with a comfortable level of passing tourists. I set up my gear and I begin tuning my guitar. No sooner have I begun singing my first song than an old Skoda police car slowly crawls around the corner and I come face to face with PC caricature. My blood runs cold as his face contorts into all manner of creases. Okay, emergency stations. I erupt into an enormous smile and a wave as if confronted by an old friend. Hola, senor! I sing joyfully, fully aware this moment is about to test all of stupid tourist Jeremy's ignorant charm. I'm strolling along the pedestrianised southern bank of the River Douro guided by the crisp signs of the old port wine distribution factories, long since converted into swanky bars and port museums in Portugal's second city, Porto. Nighttime has fallen, and the cool breeze that has been brought along the valley from the Atlantic Ocean is a relief from the scorching daytime temperatures of 40 degrees during this summer hot spell. Across the river, the lights of Porto's old town line the steep valley side in cream gold, in front of me, the impressive double-decker Dom Luis I metal arch bridge gracefully fills the valley, connecting the industrial and residential banks of the city. I feel comfortable here. The darkness has brought a character to the city that was lacking during the choked daylight hours. There's a buzz from the many strolling tourists and locals, soaking up everything and nothing. There are parts of Paris that feel very similar, as if wandering aimlessly with loved ones is more than enough of an evening objective. I'm intrigued by a crowd gathered on a viewpoint where the bridge meets the southern bank and notice four or five teenage boys standing bare-chested on a tall walkway barrier of the bridge. One of the boys, more muscular than the rest, crows at the crowd of onlookers as two younger initiates navigate the viewpoint with hats, collecting donations. The boys tease the engaged tourists with promises of jumps and dives from the 20-metre platform into the river below. Despite the entrepreneurial nature of the show, there seems to be a hesitation from both sides. The boys not wanting to waste the opportunity of financial gain, and the tourists struggling to trust the transaction as genuine. Before too long, the boys jump and the crowd disperses, and I am left at the viewpoint amongst the loose ebb of voyeurs, gazing across this unique cityscape. 
I begin to set up my microphone stand and my busking amplifier and softly tune my guitar. The benches around the viewpoint slowly fill up with passing tourists, and we settle into the feeling of symbiosis. The temporary nature of busking to strangers in interesting places is an alluring experience. It's something I've fallen in love with during my music career. There can be a spiritualism to it, an inexplainable connection in sound between the singer and the audience, painting on a canvas that is temporary and unique. Picking through my guitar songs on that warm, calm evening in Porto was one such special moment. The faces of passers-by quickly blur through the passage of time, as I'm sure my face has in the memories of those that were there that night. But the feeling lingers. A moment captured in the senses. A vibration felt vividly if one closes one's eyes and welcomes in the past. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode six of series one of Jazzology. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do take the time to like and follow it on whichever platform you're listening on. All of these stories can be found at jeremyjohnson.co.uk, along with all my music, tour dates, merchandise, and much more. So do go check that out. You can also keep bang up to date by following me on social media at Jeremy John Songs across all platforms. This concludes this first series of this podcast. But until the next time, this has been Jazzology and I've been Jeremy Johnson. Thanks. Calm I used to know, for now is gone.